Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. In this episode, you can expect to get actionable advice about how you can create your own mentoring experiences. That's what you'll be hearing in this discussion with Steve Furman. Steve is the founder of Four Pillar Coach and is a scaling up coach, as well as a graduate of the Master's Program for Entrepreneurs, the Strategic Coach. A serial entrepreneur, Steve started, ran, and sold six different technology companies over 40 years. This experience and knowledge led Steve to become a business coach and mentor, and he'll be drawing on that experience to share advice with you over the next 20 minutes. We touch on subjects such as how to approach mentors, the most important ingredient for a successful mentoring experience, where you can go to find mentors, and other golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Steve. I appreciate you making the time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Mark. And I just want to jump right in. When, on one of our last conversations, we were talking about mentoring, and you mentioned it's extremely important to be totally, brutally honest and transparent. What's the story behind that lesson? Why, do you, why is that a belief? You know, um, sugarcoating realities of life for somebody isn't going to benefit them. It sure is not going to help them don't got to be mean about it. You don't got to be a jerk about it. But, you know, some of the best mentoring I ever got was when people were brutally honest. And um, uh, one example would be there's a gentleman I know that wrote this software app and, you know, quite honestly, it sucks. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't quite so mean, but I was honest with him. And I said, the first thing you got to do if you want to start a business selling this software is you got to fix it. So it, 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 it's more for your audience and it actually is appealing and usable. And they really appreciated that. But they needed to hear the truth. Lying to them is not going to help them. What was this? Do you have a story about that with you? Or maybe you heard something that was a little harsh, but helpful? Um, where I was mentored? <laughs> yeah, I'm not the best with cash. I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, not good at budgeting. I'm not the biggest or the best uh, P&L. Uh, profit loss statement reader guy in the world. And um, I had my mentor that was quite honest with me. He was like, look, if you're going to run a $3 million a year company, you need to understand how all these lines on your P&L and your um, um, balance sheet really affect how, what happens with your company and your profits and your margin and your EBITDA, which is earnings before income tax and adjustments, which I didn't even know what the heck EBITDA was. <laughs> so yeah, brutal honesty was you really need to understand that and learn that. So that that was that was appreciative. It, it hurt at the time because I felt stupid. But the reality is it wasn't that I was stupid. I just never learned it. I went in the Marine Corps. I didn't go to college. So I didn't take finance courses. Yeah, that would make a difference, definitely. Sure. And you mentioned once you start a mentoring relationship, and coaching could be part of it too, but with mentoring, it's the thought process. Think what end goal you're going to get. Where does that start? I mean, there's a chicken in the egg. <laughs> so, you know, um, if you're young, it depends on, I guess, the age of the mentee. But let's, let's take a college student that's considering what they're going to be or when they grow up or where they're going to go or what they're going to do or what industry they want to be in. You really want to think at the end goal and work your way backwards. So if you want to be um, an IT technician, you're not going to necessarily go and, and work for, for an accounting firm that probably wouldn't help in your endeavors. 
but you may want to seek um, an IT company and see if you can go get mentored by one of the people at the IT company and learn that trade. But you want to think backwards, think of the end goal. What am I trying to accomplish? And then break it down into smaller bites and work it backwards into what can I start doing today to get towards that end result. And I know that from our past conversations, you're very giving with your time and advice when we talked for how long before I hit the record button today. I know a lot of people, especially the younger, uh, undergrad in college, a newer startup, when I talk with them, one of the problems they say they have is, well, I have nothing to give him. I don't know what to do. You know, it's that person, she's too important. She's a CEO. She won't help me. Why do you help people? Because I think people need to hear that there are giving people out there. I grew up knowing in my heart of hearts, it's nice to be nice. And for me, it just feels good to help people. You know, why are people Rotarians or Kiwanians or, you know, civil servants or service people? Because they enjoy the, the, the fulfillingness you get from being nice and helping people. For me personally, I've got 40 years um, of being a business owner, built, bought and sold six different companies. If I could help somebody else not suffer through some of the things that I've suffered through and not deal with some of the pain that I had to deal with to get from A to Z, why not share it? Why hold it in? What goods are going to do me if I just hold it inside? It's better off sharing it or paying it forward and giving um, that experience knowledge to someone else to help them get through it a little bit easier. And there's a ton of places out there where you can go find all kinds of mentoring help. Just Google it on the web, on the web you know, depending on what you're looking for. But um, I'm an EO entrepreneurs organization, and we mentor other younger entrepreneurs that are looking to grow their businesses and scale their businesses. And I do it because it's a great feeling when it's kind of like being a coach and you get a pat on the back three years later from somebody that you coach that was in school and says, hey, coach, and they just walk on by you. And they're just, you know, identifying the fact that you were their coach, their mentor for that time. For people listening to say, okay, I'm a little more comfortable with asking because they might say they might say yes. How do you prefer people to approach you or how do you prefer people to approach members of EO? And I'm asking because there, there seems to be a couple trains of thought. One is, will you be my mentor? I researched you. I'm just going to ask you. Personally, I think that's like saying, will you marry me on a first date? Let it happen <laughs> organically. What side of the coin are you on? I mean, and I mean a relative cold call of, will you be my mentor? Because I found you on LinkedIn. So there's a bunch of different answers depending on where that person's coming from, whether they're a child, a college student, a small business. For instance, there are a ton of organizations, like I said, that do help and do mentoring, and they are typically not-for-profits that do nothing but help out people that are looking for mentors. I personally, if someone was to call me or email me, depending on who they are and if I have the time, I would most likely say yes. But again, you know, while it's nice to be nice, you can't spend your time 100% giving it away because one commodity in life we, we don't have control over is time. So I try and spread my time out the best I can. I use a medium called LinkedIn. I'm sure you've heard of it. And yep. well, <laughs> maybe you've all heard of that before, <laughs> kind of like Facebook or Meta. I, um, I, I do a lot of free giving on LinkedIn where I just make posts of just good content, good information, always about business, sometimes some personal stuff, but I try and give good, helpful information 
and good content. I never sell on LinkedIn because it's not what it's really about. But um, I, I think my advice would be don't be shy. The worst someone could tell you is no. Remember, every time you get a no, that's one step closer to a yes. Ooh, I like that. What about the other side of the coin? I want to be a mentor, but my schedule looks kind of like yours. How do oh. I do this? <laughs> yeah, they can't see what I showed you. But, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, if you're thinking of mentoring, um, which I never really thought about where do you go to become a mentor? Again, I'm sure there's, I don't think there's any school for it. Mentoring is nothing more than sharing your experiences with the people who don't have that experience or don't have that expertise. I think if you've got a trade or something you're really good at and you're willing to share it and help others be good at it, you just gotta, it's, it's about giving. You just got to give of your time. It's very fulfilling. It's very rewarding. Um, and there's nothing like watching somebody grow and flourish because you spent a half hour or an hour of your time to help them. And have you always been in that seat, the giving seat, or was it maybe after your third company or your fourth company, or was it just second nature to you as far back as you can remember? No, I'm a giver as far back as I can remember. Um, my Simon Sinek, why, if any of you know who Simon Sinek is, he's a TED Talk speaker, he's a, quite a wise man, but my why, the reason why I get up every day is that I want to help people. And that, that really turns me on. And especially, you know, after you've been successful, after you've succeeded, you know, there's a ton of us out there that have the time to give or the expertise to give. What good does it do you holding it in? You know, create mm -hmm. a whole new generation of people that are going to go out and give. And then the whole new generation of people that go out and give. So someone, okay, they see that side of it. They realize people want to give. Every no gets you closer to yes. Once someone engages with a mentor, a first sec session, a second session, what advice do you have for them to keep the relationship going and not just let it be, okay, we had a call, oh well. Well, again, it depends on the scenario in or the context of what the mentoring is. So I'll give you an example. In EO, we have a thing called GSEA, Global Student um, Entrepreneur Awards. And it's basically college students that have created or have designed some sort of an entrepreneurial product or service or business. And we basically mentor them to go to a, an award, a, a contest, I guess you can call it, where they present their product or their service and if they win, they can get a dollar amount of money, $1,500, $2,000, whatever it is donated to them to help in the um, growth and progress of their product. That then goes from a local level to a regional level to a global level. And if they win at the global level, you know, they're, they're going to get some decent funds or some funding as well as knowledge from the mentor that's going to help them in presenting better make sure they have all the right information for their pitch, make sure their product is proven viable, it's tested, all those things. So, you know, it's, it's, it depends on what level. A, a student that's just, you know, 11th grader that's looking to understand where to go for college, you know, there's mentors out there that do college mentoring on how to pick the right college, I'm sure. There's mentoring for everything. You just have to know where to look, it sounds like. Yeah, and, and Google's your friend. <laughs> Use Yahoo, use Bing, Google. I'm not particular to one or the other, but the reality is if you want something hard enough, bad enough, you dig for it enough, you'll find it. It's out there. And there's people out there willing to help you. You just got to go looking for them. Well, that gets into another thing that you had mentioned to me. 
there's a difference between what you want and what you need <laughs> in business, in life, in mentoring, in everything. Oh, talk my. more to that. <laughs> See, I created a monster. I told you that. That was one of my little inside secrets. So as a business coach, people want and they want me to do this and they want me to tell them that and they want me to manage their team and they want, want, want and forget it. I will never give you what you want. I'll give you what you need. Because the reality is, is transparency and reality is what you need. <laughs> you don't need me to sugarcoat it and tell you how great you are if you suck and then, or if you're doing it wrong or if you're not putting the work in it. You know, if you're being lazy, I'm going to tell you. You're being lazy. Put the work in or leave, one of the two. Would, with what you mentioned about BHAG, and we'll talk about that in a minute, is that part of how you could that be part of discovering what you need when you start with your big, hairy, audacious goal and then work backwards? What what does that look like if, if someone's listening? Go, hey, wait a second, I've heard BHAG before, but I don't I don't know how to get there. It seems like a marathon. Well, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, you 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 could easily just say, "Hey, show me the way. Show me how to do this," and that's great but you're never gonna learn, you're never gonna respect it and you're probably not gonna grow from it. Um, in regards to a BHAG, Big Harry Audacious Goal, a lot of people say, well, you know, I'd like to, for instance, I'll use this as an example, um, maybe I, I would love to be um, an owner of an IT company. Mm -hmm. And I happen to have owned a few IT companies, so I could mentor and help somebody do that. And one of the first questions I'd ask them is, great, how big an IT company? How many employees do you want to have? How big do you want to go? What revenues? In what sector do you want to work in? All these hairy, audacious things need to be placed out there in the world, in the universe, and then work backwards towards them. So, okay, let's say you want to be a $5 million, I'll pick something small, a $5 million company in five years. You want to get to a million dollars. Great. So what do you have to be doing in three years in revenues to be heading towards your goal? And what do you got to be doing in one year? to be getting to your three-year goals, to be getting to your five-year goal of 5 million. And what do you gotta be doing every 90 days to get to that one-year goal? And all the way back down to daily, you know, how many customers you have to talk to, do you have the presentations you have to create, how many proposals you have to put out there. There's, you know, kind of breaking it down or reducing it to the ridiculous, I like to call it, but start at the top at the end goal, end game, and work yourself backwards into smaller chunks. And it's not, as scary, it's like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, you just think about just eating an elephant. Someone said to me with a knife or a fork and I laughed. I said, yeah, but you know, where do you start? Trunk or the tail, where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> or on the side, I don't know, where do you start? But yeah, it's literally one bite at a time. And you mentioned that you are, have always been a giving person. On the other side of that coin, when did you discover mentorship and giving to yourself as far as people giving back to you? Was it as far back as you remember as a kid and family? Was it college? Was it your third business? When did it start to come to you for helping my dad, you? my father, my, my father, I come from a family of entrepreneurs out of six children. I'm the baby. There's uh, five entrepreneurs out of six. <laughs> my father was an entrepreneur, had his own business and my dad was always, always giving, always helping out. If, if um, there was ever anybody in need, he could be the shirt off his back. So for me, it was ingrained in me from a very young age, from watching my father and how he acted and how he treated people and what he was willing to do to help people. You know, they say, if you want something done, give it to the busiest person. Mm -hmm. 
well, there's a reason because the busiest person knows how to get things done. If you really want to um, get help from, from somebody, find the most giving person and you know, you'll typically get what you're looking for. What's the first memory you have of advice from your dad? Yeah. Is the internet, can I curse? <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the F-bombs out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. so the first actual advice I remember from my father. <laughs> the first one, which isn't about mentoring, um, is if you tell one lie, you got to tell 50 more to cover it up. So just be honest. And one of my core values is, is trust and honesty. That's my very first core value as a human. So that's, I guess, the first lesson he ever taught me. That's an important one. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. The other one he taught me was, if you wish in one hand and you crap in the other one, which one fills up first? And I never really understood that until I got older. But the reality is wishes are nothing but dreams and wishes. Actions or crap in the other hand is a solid actual entity. But, you know. But what the moral to the story truly is that instead of wishing about it, go do it, go create it, go be it, go make it happen. And with all the success you've had to this day, do you still have relationships that you consider to be mentoring relationships where they're helping you or you're both helping each other and it's not just you helping a younger person? Uh, yes. What both does that look like? Both ways. So I've still um, got connections with uh, one of my main mentors, Dan Sullivan, of the strategic coach. We still chat here and there. Um, one of my very first um, classmates at the master's program at the strategic coach master. I'm sorry, he is a grandmaster now. He's been promoted. Grandmaster Chris Burlow of Empowered Mastery. Um, he and I still chat and um, he was my coach for the longest time. And now we're just kind of like co-coaches we kind of help each other out and banter back and forth. And that's 20, 22 years now. So, wow. Long time. Well, in closing, you shared a lot of information. If someone's going to say, I'm really busy, I have time to do, uh, let's get started with doing one thing, whether it's something you've already spoken about or something you haven't mentioned yet, and they say, I'll do one thing, what would you tell them to do within the mentoring sphere? Start, stop procrastinating. Get up off your rear end and start going out and finding and getting what you want. And, and don't stop until you do. Excellent, thank you very much. I appreciate you making this time, Steve. Great, thanks, Mark. I really appreciate your time as well, man. And if, oh, I, I, this is important. If people want to find you online, where do they go? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search Steve Space Furman, F-E-R-M-A-N, or you can go to my website, www.thenumber4pillarcoach.com. And I'm all over. If you search my name on Google, you'll find me. Steve Furman, F-E-R-M-A-N. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.